Hello and welcome to the Case Reopen Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me as always is Kyle Bradford. How's it going, Kyle? Hello, I'm here. It's going well. How are you, Tyler? I'm doing fantastic. And, you know, while I watch these episodes today in preparation of our the number one Detective Canon Rewatch podcast, because nobody else is dumb enough to do this, Hell yeah. Um, I had a thought and I was like, man... Kyle's going to love this because we got not one, but two episodes about the detective boys on the docket here. So, like, uh, I sent you a, a message earlier today it's informing true. you of this. Did I maybe, like, get your hopes up too high by telling you there were two detective boys episodes? I think you what? lied to me is what happened. This was Why? just a cold-faced lie. <laughs> the first episode that we were watching here didn't have a whole lot of detective boys. They're in it throughout. Are they? Oh, so. I I would argue it's a Detective Boys episode. All right, I think my my bar is just much higher. All right, but it they're in it first. We'll we'll talk about this later. <laughs> All right, so the first episode on the docket is episode fourteen, the mysterious shooting message case, and this originally aired April 29th, nineteen ninety six. Uh, Kyle, did you realize that this was an anime original? Oh no. I did not. So this was that's interesting. I, I think this might be only the second anime original that we've covered so far. We had that Valentine's Day case, but uh, I, I really enjoyed this one. Although Ken kind of seems stupid when we get to the figuring this out, but we'll talk about that <laughs> in a bit. Um, so the episode starts with the detective boys fishing. Uh, I think we were talking about fishing a couple weeks ago, weren't we? Yeah, that's right. I forget what the context was, but. Do you like fishing? No, let's I have hate that fishing. conversation again. <laughs> I mean, I live in Missouri, so everyone well, around me fishes. More importantly, they see an RC boat go by. So, what's your what's your relationship with radio controlled vehicles? <laughs> Yo, as a kid, I was a huge fan of those the kind of RC cars that like you can flip over on the other side and it keeps driving. Sidewinders. Yeah. Yo, Damn. yeah, that was my shit. That's pretty dope. Um, there's a there's a Philip Seymour Hoffman movie where he gets really into RC car RC like boats, and then he also gets into like huffing chemicals. What? Um, yeah, he like just huff, he's just he's just like huffing gas. So it's not the master. No, it's not the master. <laughs> it's like uh, losing Lisa or something like that. It's called. I have no his, idea about this movie. His wife dies, and then he gets a letter. Or she left a letter. I think she kills herself. Synecdoche, New York. And then, uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> I'm just thinking of every Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. I mean, uh, Philip, this is, it's always good podcasting. <laughs> Looking at it up live. Yeah, Lisa, I think it's Lisa. Let's see. Rest in peace. What an actor. Love Liza. Love Liza. Yeah. I feel like I've so heard I of that movie, but. It's a great 2002 film. Uh, he gets really into huffing gas and then RC uh, bits. I've never actually seen it, but I've read the Wikipedia description multiple <laughs> times. And I, I give it a healthy recommend just from that. Because I don't watch movies anymore. I just kind of like read the Wikipedia summaries and I'm like, eh, that was good. I can't believe we just had a conversation about a movie that, <laughs> that you were holding up pretty well. <laughs> then you've never even seen it. Well, you know, do you really have to watch something to know about it? I feel like I'm a Game of Thrones expert now, and I haven't seen a single minute of it. Just <laughs> well, we're doing we're doing a whole rewatch podcast. Discourse. 
So I don't know. I feel like this Just is wait. counterintuitive. Yeah, but you know, who needs to walk? See, here's the thing. If they just listen to us talk about these episodes, it's almost like they don't have to watch the po- like watch the actual episodes. So if you don't want to like make the commitment of watching nine thousand um, Detective Conan episodes, you can just listen to us talk about it, and it's like you did it yourself. What's the difference between watching an episode and just hearing a single take? You know. Well, see, we don't give you one single take. We've got multiple voices here. I'm here. <laughs> you're here. And, uh, that's Much all, better that's than Twitter. Matters. Yeah. Fuck Twitter. Ah. So there's a balloon attached to this RC boat, and then we see it get popped by a bullet. And there's a sniper who was at this adjacent uh, building. And then Kenan brings up his binoculars as you bring on a fishing trip. He's got gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> he spots them, and uh, then he's surrounded with people by guns. And then, uh, they leave, so the kids run up to the abandoned building, and Conan hypothesizes that a man was forced to take a test, and like so, they were testing his skills at like shooting shit at far distances. And uh, I thought this was a strong opening, Kyle. What did you think of the, just the the setup here? Definitely a lot of mystery. Uh, I think most of the episodes just enter with like a cold open to a murder, and it's really just obvious what's going on this one much more interesting i kept on trying to think through my head um was this going to be a situation where the guy is actually with the people who are holding the guns or is something else going on i don't know it just seems very intriguing Kevin then finds a calculator with a series of numbers on it he believes it's a message from the man being held hostage and then the kids contact inspector meggery uh but he says there's not any missing person reports out and that most of his men are on vacation because it's Golden Week. And then he leaves with the calculator saying he's going to have uh, his lab crew do some tests on it. But uh, he doesn't really seem to be taking this super seriously. What a leap, by the way. Seeing a calculator on the ground and just thinking like, oh, this is a message right here. A bunch of numbers scrambled on it. What would you do? I mean, I'd probably be like uh, the inspector and be like, you crazy kids. And then just leave off with it. But... You know, he, he does do his due diligence here, and we'll see him later. So you can always trust on Megary. He's a good guy. Uh, later that night, Kony's trying to solve the message with both uh, Kogoro and Ron. And uh, Kogoro is kind of dismissive of it, kind of like Megary was. But he does give a hint where the river probably mirrors a road. Ron says that the 162 could be um, referring to the road's number. So Kony looks at a map, and he spots Saitama Route 162, so they have a clue. Kagero then rents a car and they take everyone to the location, including the detective boys, Kyle. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention they were there in the beginning, right? Yeah. The whole group was there. They were there. Fishing, (laughs) having a good time. So they go to the roof, but they can't find a road that is like the river, which has this kind of S shape turn to it. Then they drive past some construction work nearby, and then they finally find a road that matches the river. Conan then asks Kogoro to talk to Megari about what they found, and he uh, invites Conan and Kogoro to the police headquarters. And this is kind of where we get uh, his kind of redemption here, because he was kind of like not believing the kids earlier on, but uh, he came prepared with some some facts here, Cal. We all need facts. Facts are good. Uh, Megari said that the police officer and his girlfriend Biff disappeared while on vacation, 
and then he shows a picture to Conan, who confirms it's him. Winds up being a former Olympic rifle marksman, and Megary believes that his girlfriend, Ari, is being held hostage. Koguro and company then tell Megary where the shot will be, but they don't know the time or day. Conan then hypothesizes that it will be at 1 o'clock, like when the balloon was shot. So you said you were trying to follow along with the, trying to crack the code yourself, Kyle. Mm. How is it? How are you going about this point? I feel like I made it much more complicated than it actually was because they tell us straight on. They're like, oh, yeah, he's he's been kidnapped. Something's going on. He's held at gunpoint. And I'm like, "Nah, <laughs> he's a bad guy secretly. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's just my distrust of cops. You know, we do get a test of his morals later on, which is uh, exciting Indeed. to see. The next day, Megary and the rest of the gang are sta- uh, staking out the location. But Conan still can't figure out what the first half of the code is. The culprits wind up not showing up, and then Mitsuhiko, see, detective boy, enters the code in his calculator. Kellen takes a look at it, upside down, and then he figures it out. It says boobies. Yeah. Like, man, Kellen, do better. He spent, like, two fucking nights looking at this series of numbers and never went, what if I put it upside down? I just still don't understand why you would imagine that those series of numbers would even be a code. Well, I mean, he was at gunpoint, and then he found a calculator. Like, who I, finds I can, a calculator like that? I don't know why he had a calculator. It, it does beg the question: Why did he have a calculator? In the they have place? him at gunpoint too, and they just see him like using a doing calculator and hey, he's hiding just doing it. his taxes while he's at it. Like, excuse me, one second. Just, uh, maybe he's like, "Hey, I gotta calculate the wind," you know? So give me a calculator. Mm, that's a stretch. I don't know. <laughs> But they look at it upside down, and Kevin finally figures out. It reads 291 High Seat uh, Express, and that's a train. So the full code means it's going to be at February 9th at 1 o'clock. So that's just a few minutes from now. So they get in a helicopter, and uh, <laughs> Kevin just sneaks in it, which I think is so awesome. What's your what's your relationship with helicopters, Kyle? My relationship with them. Yeah. Have you ever been been in one? one. No. I've seen a lot of people get crashed in one. I think I was in one. You think? I'm not sure. What does that mean? I I believe I was in a helicopter once. (laughs) But why why is there some ambiguity? (laughs) Because I don't know if I was. (laughs) <laughs> what were you doing in a helicopter i think i just went on like a guy like a tour you know you can go in a helicopter tour well did you or like did I you not one. though i was young i don't I oh like you were a baby or something no not even a baby like <laughs> eight or something <laughs> sure why not <laughs> i think i was in one i'm scared of helicopters but i don't know so maybe I'm making it up. Maybe I'm repressing some helicopter trauma. Oh god, something happened in the helicopter. In the helicopter, they spot the former marksman, and he's looking at his hostage girlfriend. Is about to take the shot when the police helicopter comes down, and they sweep the area. And that distraction is enough for the marksman to take out one of the criminals. Conan then, while on the helicopter, uses his powered up shoes <laughs> to hit. The helmet he was wearing, and it takes out the other criminal, and then the police officer then beats up the other one left and saves his girlfriend. 
a nice little action scene here. I, I really enjoyed that. that was, yeah, that was pretty cool. I like how he used the butt of the gun to just beat people up. It's it's a non-lethal manner. He's a man of his of his morals. But we, we saw him tested there. Do you think he's going to take the shot to save his girlfriend? Oh, like snipe the guy? I never imagined he'd snipe him. <laughs> just because he was like right there. And it was a, it was a nice like dad, his wife was there, his kids were there. His kids were there? Yeah, his, uh, the guy on the train, the the guy that he was going to shoot. Oh, I see. I was very confused for a minute. Because I just remember his wife or girlfriend or whoever it is. I feel like in that situation, though, they would have just shot the girl. Megary says it's a lucky coincidence that Cannon's helmet hit the criminal, but then tells him not to drop it again. <laughs> Which uh, is great. Nobody like can put it together that Cannon's like, super badass with these fucking powerful shoes. He was, like, biting onto, like, a seatbelt to hold on, too. It was really, <laughs> such, really cool. Such a badass. Uh, Kogura then yells at Conan for running off permission without permission, and he tries to hit him on the head, but instead he hurts his hand on his helmet. I, I absolutely love this scene. A true genius. So it turns out that the criminals are former members of a gang that were trying to target the lawyer because they locked away their leaders. <clears throat> As usual... Kogoro takes credit for the deduction, and then Conan says he wants to get to an amusement park. So how'd you like the episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, overall, I thought it was a good episode. It was definitely very entertaining, and uh, it was nice to come back to it as down as I was on the show last week. So um, I also liked the, what was it? He won for shooting at the Olympics. What do you call it? Whoever the guy was. Um, marksman. Was, yeah, the marksman guy. I liked him, even though he didn't really have any lines or anything. He had plenty to do. Um, besides that. He was a that, cool guy. He, he fucking hit people with his rifle. He could shoot shit from a far distance. <laughs> a real man's man. Hell yeah. I get it. He had a girlfriend. You know? Of course he had a girlfriend. He was probably hot. I'd fuck him. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> I agree that you would fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, like we were talking about earlier, I don't know if this is a, te- a real Detective Boys episode. They are in it throughout, but I do agree that we don't really get a ton of interactions between them. Uh, but it's nice to have them involved. I'd rather have them involved and be a secondary character like a Ron would be during a regular episode than uh, not have them there at all. I suppose so. It's just weird. So. I was definitely expecting them to be, like, part of the plot, and then they just sort of sat there. Although I guess Conan does figure out the calculator thing because of... Which one was it? Mitsuhiko. Mitsuhiko. Do you have a favorite detective? Like, I know you were big on Ginta early on, but, uh, through 14 episodes, who's your favorite detective boy character? What's the girl's name? Uh, Ayumi. Yeah, Ayumi. She's sweet. I love her. So you're really getting into the girls, I see. It's what I do. I get into those girls. <laughs> oh my god. I don't like it. I take it back. Next Conan's hint is an answering machine. So keep that in mind. Another antiquated device. Is it? I have an answering machine. Do you? Not just like on your phone? No, it's like a, it's an answering machine. I mean, I, I don't have a landline, so maybe that's just me. 
You press the button and messages pop off. <laughs> Just like that? Yo, you bitch, the call me. What's your away message, Tyler? Like, uh, on my cell phone? Yeah. Like, if I called uh, you and you didn't pick up. I never set it up, so it'll say. <laughs> Blank hasn't set up his voicemail. Sure. So. What's your aim away message? Man, I used to, probably used to have song lyrics and Hell yeah. other lame shit. Oh, what what would be the song if you could just imagine? Well, my aim name was Arctic Monkeys thirty three, so it'd probably be <laughs> something by the Arctic Monkeys. Maybe be like uh, anticipation sets you up for disappointment or something like that. That would man, that's a Tyler pull if there yeah. ever was one. So I'd have some some British pop punk lyrics in there. Boo doo boo, boo boo, boo boo, boo what is that? Isn't that an Arctic Monkey song? Oh yeah, that was totally. I bet you would look good on the dance floor. Oh yeah, totally. What a fantastic rendition! <laughs> but yeah, like uh, for an anime original episode, uh, I really enjoyed it. Like I didn't. See, there wasn't any like drop in quality. I didn't think. Hmm. Yep. And, uh, it seems like you enjoyed it more than last week's episode. Although, they did screw up the plot by uh, altering it from the manga, so I don't really think that counts as like <laughs> sure. it was like basically a, an anime original in many regards. I think the other thing about the show that I enjoy is like anytime there is just straight filler, uh, it's never noticeable because the whole show is filler. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds way more negative than I mean it, but... No, you've got a point, though, because, like, it is, like, a random case every week, and, like, actual plot development is quite rare, um, and we've actually had more of it early on than we'll probably, like, get used to, so, like, don't expect, like, <laughs> two cool. meaningful episodes <laughs> in a batch of ten. <laughs> it really just feels like it's, like, the season premiere and the season finale. Is that really how it is? Uh, you know, sometimes the... It, they didn't really like strictly adhere to seasons so like uh because mm. this show airs like every fucking week that's why there's so many episodes there's never like a break there's no real season to it but uh they kind of they, they sprinkle them in every every couple dozens of episodes so uh <laughs> is this how the manga is yeah for the most part <laughs> just um, long stretches of just random cases yeah, but they all, like, tie together in a nice way. Like, you'll know, like, random spots will, like, show up, like, oh, this character showed uh, a new quirk of their personality during this, like, totally unrelated case. Uh, and so, like, it all kind of builds up to a big climatic part for the arc that, like, brings closure to everything. Hmm. So even while, like, there might be cases that seem like they're not really have anything to do with, like, the major arc right now. Like, for example... The current manga, they're trying to figure out who this agent called Rum is. Um, and there's a couple different people that Conan thinks it might be. But um, most of the cases don't really have anything to do with that. But like maybe one of those characters will be involved and we learn something new about their personality. And Sure. You know, we get little hints and stuff. So it works. It works like that. Right. Why did this show not take off here? Uh, just, I think because one, the only place that aired it was like Adult Swim, which isn't ever going to help, really help something take off. <laughs> yeah. 
and like uh you know it's it's basically a show for kids but it's about killing so that's a hard sell uh, for that's like fair. yeah 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 network and stuff yeah that makes sense. And then I think a lot of people that like mystery stuff are kind of put off by the fact that it's anime. You're not going to catch the Scooby-Doo crowd? No, but like people that like Sherlock and mystery, like mystery dramas and stuff. Like mm. I feel like this is, even though like I feel like they would appeal to it if they gave it a real chance. Um, I think they kind of dismiss it because they see this kid here. and I mean, I think there's a solid core to all the tricks and stuff. You know, that makes sure. it so enjoyable. Sure. Do you think that Conan's comparable to, like, Sherlock and, I don't know, uh, Monk? <laughs> sure. Like, I, I feel like they, they have strong characters, the mysteries are always solid. I don't, I don't see a problem with that comparison. Yeah, I think Conan is just like Monk. Yeah, he's just as neurotic. What's that other, what's the guy with the mustache? Mustache. Yeah, Poro. Yeah. I have no idea he's, about that one. He's he's a fat guy. Is he a fat chubster? He's a Frenchman and he's like, ha, 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 I'm fat. I'm a ha. <laughs> That's what he says. Gotta love Agatha Christie. Yeah, man, she's a real bitch. Um <laughs> Not like not like in a negative sense, but like she was a real <laughs> bitch, you know? It was a compliment. Uh, bitch is empowering, yeah. Yeah. You know, because they'll be like, She's a bad bitch, you know? You said it. Episode 15 is the missing corpse <laughs> murder case. This originally aired on May 13th, 1996. So I still would have been four years old. How old were you? I was three. So you're only one year younger than me. Let's see. Somehow. And uh, this is another Detective Boys episode. And uh, one you probably won't debate. Because yes. they're in it quite a bit. A true Detective Boys episode. Was adapted to the manga. And this is a, a really fantastic case, I think. Mm, yeah, for sure. So uh, we see the detective boys in the school, and they're all bummed out because they're not getting any clients, Kyle. And then one comes by. It's Hiroki from the class next door. He's looking for his cat, Akira. And this is the first kind of, like, uh, cat episode. So I want to get your opinion on some, some felines, <laughs> Kyle. Wait, what? <laughs> you, you, well, we're going to talk about pussy. <laughs> no, no. You set it like up like a, you were going to talk about, like... <laughs> Like, this is a recurring thing for this show? There's cats. multiple cats. We'll see some, some more cats. Or is Akira an important cat? I don't I think he's only in this episode, but there's there's some other cats that we'll get to know. All there's right. cats with names. Tetsuo. cats. Kaneda. Um, but, like, do you have any cats? No, not a cat guy. I love cats, but I think they set off my allergies, unfortunately. Only dogs. Do you have cats? No. Well, I had one, but it's dead. When did it, you know, when did it pass away? Uh, late last or early last year. Oh, so I'm like sorry. The beginning of 2018. Was it a sweet kitty? No, it was kind of a bitch. I mean, <laughs> it was kind of antisocial and it like it liked to scratch people if you try, try I mean, to come near it. It is a cat. It was a mean cat. Yeah. I want a cat. I do. I want like a black cat. Yeah, she like was a, a black cat. That automatically makes it cooler. She had white paws, though. Can say the N-word. Yeah, so I got the N-word pass from my cat. Yeah, that's how it works. I use it, I use it very sparingly. You can sing rap lyrics. Yeah, only only when I'm singing uh, the latest Kendrick Lamar. 
Hiroki offers the pay each of the children 10 yen for the job. That's oh. roughly 10 cents, Kyle. I don't even oh, think yeah. it's 10 cents. That's like, uh, it's more like one cent. Yeah, because uh, 100 yen's one, right? One yeah. <laughs> you can't even buy a jawbreaker with that. Um, they initially decline because they want a more complex case. But then he throws up some rare masked Yaiba cards and uh, they accept it without a second thought. I, I thought this was really funny. Those were dope. It's a good way to get across the differences between Conan and the rest of the detective boys because they were so excited over these cards. And he's like, really, guys? You're going to accept that? <laughs> right. Would you accept it? Yeah, for sure. I like I uh, I I would just out of the goodness of my heart, I would want to help him. Find oh, it's not even about the the cards. No, although if he had like a cool Yu-Gi-Oh card, like I'd still take the card. Oh, he's got Exodia. Were you into many card games growing up? I mean, I grew up around Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, so that was it. But you you never you never went off the deep end and got into magic like a nerd. Yeah, I'm not a weirdo or anything. Smart. Um, what was your favorite Pokemon card? My favorite. Uh, I had a. <laughs> you know how they release like those fake Japanese ones, like they just had the jet the Japanese print or whatever. Yeah. So I had a Japanese Team Rocket holographic Mewtwo. And where'd say Pocket Monsters on the back? Yeah. So I thought I was the coolest kid around. Um, Damn. I cared way more about like my basketball cards though, which in retrospect was just stupid. Oh, yeah, you were into that, too? Yeah. I, I had, used like, to buy packs of sports cards as well. I loved the ones that were, like, the players were, really, like, liquid metal, and they were, like, oozing into the background of the card or whatever. The 90s were weird. 90s were good. I agree. We had Detective Conan. Uh, yeah, and we still have it today, because it will never fucking end. Detective boys find plenty of cats, but they can't find a carrot anywhere. Uh, Conan then asks Hiroki if he has any special traits. And then he says that Akira meows differently. He goes, it meows like, <laughs> Can you do it again? Well, right after Hiroki does that, guess what they hear, Kyle? They hear a, <laughs> This is really great for my throat that I've been like, coughing yeah. constantly. So you're like, can we make him make this terrible noise twice? I don't know if I heard it correctly, even though we're recording it. <laughs> you don't have to know. <laughs> and so they, they, they spot the cat, but it's covered in blood, Kyle. Gross. And were, were you worried at that point when you saw the, the cute little kitty with his bell and then it was all bloodied up? <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> it, clearly it wasn't hurt, right? Like, you know, the yeah. cat wasn't hurt. So just the idea of like this cat's rolling around in some murder scene. And I don't know if we ever got an answer as to, like, why the cat was covered in blood. I think Truly. it was, like, next to the body and it was just hanging out in the house. It, you, you don't just hang out and get all bloody, you know? <clears throat> well, you know, cats, they like to rub up on people. Um, Rubbing up on a dead guy. Yeah, I'd probably do that. <laughs> I just love the, uh, the picture of that. Doing that weird meow it does. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to wake up the dead guy. <laughs> He's trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing your face do it. It adds so much to the comedy. So, 
Kenan and the others hop the gate, and they check the house that he was in, and they spot a dead body. As a, there's a bloody man that was face down in a bathtub. Which uh, is honestly how I want to go out. Why? I wasn't expecting a follow-up. <laughs> I was, I was, it's a joke. I don't actually want to die that way. It's good to know. I just don't. How did he get so bloody? I don't. They never really show the <laughs> how he died. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think they mentioned that. Um. Oh wait, no. Yeah, they do. They mentioned that he hit him with the. I think he battered him with the. Yeah, like field. not to get ahead of ourselves, but now that I think about it, none of, none of this makes sense. I'm guessing he was hit like off the top of his head, because you can hide a like a a cut with your hair. So, I'm assuming it was that. I'm just thinking about the little bit of Game of Thrones I've seen where somebody gets his head caved in. It's pretty sick. You know, the only Games of Thrones I've seen is all the nude scenes. Um, <laughs> Looking up those compilations. On Reddit. Yeah. So, like, uh, <laughs> I don't have much to say about the plot itself, but I also have a lot to say about the plot. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. So Conan calls the police, and uh, Megary arrives, and Conan tells the inspector that nobody's left the house, and that the body should still be inside it. Megary is then greeted by this man that seemingly just got out of the shower, and is invited inside. Megary looks around, and there's no body to speak of. The resident then says that the kids must be playing a prank. Megary says there was plenty of time to hide a body, though, so they decide to take a look around, and gets the whole police task force there so they start going through his stuff um what 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 was your thought when there was no body to be found kyle uh very confused clearly just like conan (laughs) um i didn't think it would be that easy that like oh it just got moved but um as we see later in the episode there are some pretty obvious tells i think of what's going on yeah so the man leaves to take a nap and says his brother should be home soon uh the police get down with their search they're looking through everything and then the younger brother arrives and asks what's going on genta then breaks a vase and it's like (laughs) this classic genta and uh the older brother screams for them to shut up downstairs and then the younger brother says that his older brother used to be a writer but now he mostly loafs around now which uh kind of felt like a shot towards me at the same time yo same i feel this yeah And then we see a leaf uh, falls off of the brother onto the floor, which Conan notices. Megary and the rest of the police force fail to find anything, and then they search the brother's room last. However, they find nothing there either, and they quickly leave after the brother wakes up from his nap and turns off the television. I love how everybody's so terrified of the the angry older brother. (laughs) What is he going to do? So scared of being an annoyance, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Megary is talking to the children uh, when the younger brother loudly takes a phone call. Um, and they don't even hear the phone ring, which is uh, an interesting part. And um, the police then check outside to see if it was possible to escape with a body on them. But it seems to be impossible to do so. Megary then admonishes the children for lying and leaves the area. We get a nice little call back here as he goes, It was my mistake to believe you just because you caught those Italian robbers. So, uh, clearly he had trust built up with the detective boys, and he was feeling let down here, Kyle. Very sad. 
it's like that J. Cole song, Let Nas Down, where and it's going to have to <laughs> hop on a track and, and record Let Inspector Megary Down. Oh, God. What a pull. But the, the children know what they saw, though. So Conan sneaks back to the house later that night, and so did the rest of the detective boys, which I thought was just a great scene. I do love how uh, whenever they do try to go inside, Conan becomes the adult. And it's like, no, you guys can't be in here. The killer might still be there. Yeah, so good on Conan, because he is technically older than them, so he should be taking charge here. They see the older brother is still sleeping in the exact same position he was earlier, and that's when Conan knows what the exact trick was. Um, he goes inside to check the body, and he finds a cell phone that was put down by the younger brother. Then he has everything figured out. <clears throat> Conan finally makes his way up to where the older brother is, and he checks his pulse. It reminds up he's dead. So that's the whole twist, that uh, the brother was dead the entire time. He was hiding the body right in front of everybody, which I thought was brilliant. I love this. Yeah, that was very cool. Especially how they played how he covered his butt. Yeah. Um, so the younger brother... Runs in with a golf club, thinking he heard a noise. However, he doesn't see Conan or anything. So it looks like Conan's going to be alright. And then Genta screams on the transceiver. <laughs> what the heck are you doing, Conan? And um, that's all That's all it took. So now he knows somebody's in the room with him. Um, but Conan uses the transceiver to his advantage. So he turns it on and he starts explaining the entire murder. What happened? And this is, meanwhile, the detective boys get on the call with the police. And uh, he reveals that after killing his brother, he washed all the blood away, put the body in a bathrobe, and then disguised himself as him, which is as easy as just, like, slightly parting your hair and then putting on a fake mustache. Brothers be looking similar. After removing the disguise, he, pre- he pretended to arrive after jumping out the window. So, like... No, it's a it's a smooth decision here. It takes a lot of guts to hide a body right in front of a police officer, but uh, he did it. I mean, the guy's also insane. <clears throat> yeah, we'll, we'll see that here soon. <laughs> so the kids explain the situation to Megary, but he doesn't really believe them since his brother turned off the television and yelled at them while they were there. So Conan uh, reveals that he had used a VCR and an answering machine to replicate that. Megary then hears the killer admit to the crime, and everybody rushes over as Conan's trying to run away from this madman. And uh, Conan, ever the uh, great house guest, had took took off his shoes while he was sneaking <laughs> around, which I guess makes sense because he was trying to not make noise, but also, like, just wear your fucking shoes inside the house, man. I feel like this is something I would have done, because as not only an Asian kid who took his shoes off in his house... But also somebody who snuck around his own house late at night, like, wearing socks, trying to sneak. Very helpful. <laughs> it's a pro tip. What were you sneaking around doing? Uh, you remember how I got grounded all the time? Oh, yeah. My parents would take my Xbox. So I'd just, you know, <laughs> go get it. <laughs> play. <laughs> Dude, that rules. <laughs> so, the killer keeps following him and he starts going on a rant how his brother was good for nothing freeloader that he was being blackmailed because he was illegally trading stocks the murderer then puts on a, the disguise of his brother and then a mustache he, yeah he puts the mustache on I'm evil now <laughs> um and he talks about how growing up he wanted to be just like his brother 
and uh, then he became a de- uh, degrading leech. But he vows to bring back his ideal brother. He's just completely lost it. Conan then dodges a strike from the golf club and then uses his power shoes to destroy a bunch of lettuce. This is a <laughs> fucking hilarious scene where his, instead of like kicking the lettuce, ball of lettuce, it just totally disintegrated. Like, I thought this was a great scene. It was mega cute. I also thought that they were setting this up to be like, oh, he can't just solve the problem like he normally does. He can't just kick oh, a no. thing. He totally does two seconds later. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he notices a teapot on the ground, so he kicks that <laughs> to his face, and that's over. There's always there's always room for violence in Detective Canada. <laughs> so the police then arrive, and Megary apologizes for not believing in the kids. And then afterwards, the detective boys are back in school, and they're like, man, why don't we have any clients? Then Hiroki comes in again, and he, he wound up losing his cat again. So they go on another chase, but it doesn't wind up with them stumbling upon another murder scene i thought this was a great episode yeah this is fantastic it was one of those episodes where it's like a, it has this really nice balance of tone while also doing like something surprisingly dark because whenever conan's getting chased like it did seem legitimately pretty crazy not that you ever feared for his life because we have 900 more episodes to go man how awesome would it be if they kill conan off in a random anime episode like 30 episodes (laughs) in and then the series just continues as a detective Conan? it'd be like a what's that show Uh, attack on titan where what's face gets eaten but then he just comes back yeah oh it's not great so yeah I, i thought this was a great episode i thought the trick was awesome so like uh high marks for this i thought it was great all around you know, I think it's really charming, the idea that they could believe a VCR recording sounded so good in quality that they could mistake it for a voice. No, it's the answering machine. I mean, same thing. <laughs> the VCR was how he turned off the TV. Sure. But I mean, are you saying like through a phone call recording, that would sound real? Well, I mean, it's up. first off, it's upstairs. Mm. Um... I mean, you know, so it wouldn't be like perfect quality. It's not like he was right next to him pretending that. Hey, it's not like that. He was like right next to him, like using a bow tie to speak and act like his voice or anything. I don't know, I mean, man. Who's the guy that made this again? Uh, Gesu Oyama. Oyama, yeah. What a hack! And this is a manga case. So this was good though. I liked it. It was a good episode. Yeah, great episode. And then the next Conan hint is cuts on a chest of drawers. they're so oddly specific sometimes like sometimes it's something real simple it's like calculator and then it's like cuts on a chest of drawers and it's like what the cuts themselves not the drawer so we have an interesting episode to check out next week uh but before we leave kyle where can people find you oh uh you can find me on twitter.com slash spirit and soul soul like the city s-e-o-u-l you can find me at Tyler Treese, and then the, the podcast is at case underscore reopened. And we'll have two more exciting episodes, and hopefully I'll be able to talk without coughing every five minutes, which hopefully you couldn't really notice because I edited it all out, but <laughs> God knows I'll probably fuck up and leave like five minutes of me coughing in. Oh, I'm excited um, to hear. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.